0: We are the plan.
2: If you're waiting for others to do the work for you, you're going to be waiting a long time.
0: We are Conservative Daily. Welcome back, everyone. This is Apollo. The Apollo Activated, the Matrix Invader. Uh, And we have a great show for you this morning on Friday. It is Friday, so happy Friday. Uh, But we have two absolutely amazing individuals... Uh, You've seen them both before if you've been watching this show, Uh, but we have the man, the cyber wizard, and uh, someone who has done incredible work. He's going to reveal a lot of the absolute lies and continued uh, misinformation and gaslighting that the mainstream media has been doing, as well as a good friend, a partner of the show, the uh, impeccable writer for Gateway, and his writing is fire. Uh, we have CanCon with us as well, and uh, let me tell you what, the two of these guys are quite literally the worst nightmare of the deep state and the mainstream media. So welcome, guys.
3: <laughs> well, if I didn't have a target on my back before, I sure do now. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Thanks a lot, Apollo. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. So, Jeff, I'll let you uh, introduce the situation. Uh, I want to let you kind of run through this. Okay, um, but so I want to. I'm going to get these ready to put up. But uh, right. there's been a lot of media nonsense going on, and I think they know exactly what they're doing. So they're trying to jump ahead of this, just like they always have. Uh, because they don't want people to understand what actually happened and the results of what you actually found. But uh, go ahead, and I'll turn it over to you. I know you wanted to pray before we get started.
2: Yeah, if I can, let me go ahead and pray for us. Uh, it's Psalm nineteen fourteen. I like to pray at times like this. So, Father God, um, we just ask that the words of our mouth today and the meditations of our heart would be acceptable and pleasing in Your sight, O oh Lord God. We. Know that you're the God of truth, and we ask that you would enable us to speak your truth today, uh, that we'd be completely truth-tellers, and that the people listening would be able to receive it and respond appropriately to your truth. So we commit our time to you today uh, into your hands ask for your blessing on it, in Christ's name. Amen. Amen. All right. Amen. So, yeah, so the introduction here has to do with the fact that, uh, you know, earlier this week, I get uh, an email on Monday morning and I get a phone call on Monday morning from the Washington Post reporter saying, hey, we're going to run an article you have till 7 p.m. tonight to comment and uh, basically this is what we're going to do and and so sure enough the next morning out comes an article. It's basically a hit piece on Doug Logan and myself and uh, and the stuff that went on in Coffee County and so um, anyway. It, it's pretty amazing to see how uh, they do these kind of hit pieces. Now, why are they doing it? Well, you know, for nearly two years, uh, no one even heard any of my stuff. I mean, I did stuff up in Antrim. It's been on the web. No one read it. Probably 10 people read it. <laughs> okay, the expert report's up there. A few people read it. Okay, KenCon read it. There's a few people in this room <laughs> who read it. I've read it. But... But in any case, I've begun uh, because of work in New Mexico, Otero County, and, and uh, you know, uh, talking to the commissioners there, and uh, then going on your program. I've become more vocal in telling the truth and trying to get out there what we see about our election system. It's basically Swiss cheese, and so I've begun to talk about it some. I don't intend to make a career out of this. I really do have other things that are that are my passion, not this. But I felt led by God that I needed to speak the truth, Uh, and and so I've begun to do that. And so that's why all of a sudden, you know, all of a sudden, the Washington Post needs to write an article, a hit piece. And of course, it's not just the Washington Post. Part of what we want to talk about today is how they uh, like to control the narrative, right? So I'm starting to show up out there. Some of my facts, uh, details that people haven't heard before, are starting to show up out there about the Swiss cheese nature of our election system and so they've got to discredit me and so i would like i have a question for them is who sent them the crib sheet so that they could all write an article that came out the same morning like several different sources not just the washington post with the same talking points with the same language calling us election deniers so that's the official term for us now is election deniers so anybody that looks into election integrity issues that does any research any any investigative People, technical, non-technical, you're election deniers. You just stamp them election deniers. Now, why do they do that? The reason they do that, um, according to some of you have heard of the German guy talking about COVID, and he talks about mass formation. The guy that talks about mass formation, I forget his name, but he's... Robert. Robert. Yeah, that's the one. Well, yeah.
3: Dr. Robert Malone brought up the mass no. formation. No, since. not,
2: not, well, the guy he got it from was the German right. guy, mm-hmm. and uh, he's a PhD, written books on it, and he's explained it very well. And he says, what they have to do is they have to create a division. So they get people on either side of this division, they split people down boundaries where they're not normally split. So in this case, you, you coin a term like a, an election denier. So you have election deniers and you have election supporters okay so you see the split that they're creating that's how you get a mass formation going how the big lie they said the big lie is that you know the the election had problems issues well the big lie is that we have an election system that's made of swiss cheese but they're not saying that they're lying about it okay saying we have a great election system and it's just super secure and wonderful cleanest election ever that's the big lie, okay? So they, they separate us into the two different groups. So I want people to realize that we're not election deniers. We're just trying to get to the truth. From the very beginning of this, many of us, the purpose was not any particular candidate was find out what happened. Can we figure out what happened? Did these machines misbehave? Was there ballot stuffing going on? You know, what happened in this election? uh because uh, people need to know and you've already said it on your program i think 60% of americans don't trust the election system right now well that's broken if 60% of the americans don't trust the election system we're in big big trouble because it's the only thing that stands between us and tyranny if we don't have a functional safe secure election system then tyrants take over they they literally control the country And so it's critical that we understand and determine whether or not we have a secure election system. And they block us every time, everywhere we try to look at it. And one of the things we're going to talk about today is the experts that are supposed to be keeping it secure don't appear to be competent to do that. And we're going to talk about why that is in just a bit. Okay, So I don't know if you want to throw up uh, uh, one or two of those uh, articles just to show people what we're talking about.
0: Yeah, so first of all, this is the Washington Post. I believe this was one of the first ones that came out. This was September 6th. Uh, And again, right in the headline, election deniers repeatedly uh, visited Georgia. They mentioned criminal probe. They like the word criminal probe. Uh, They mentioned Jeff Lemberg, Doug Logan, uh, who they've been continually uh, continually trying to discredit and portray as you know, some scheming evil people. Uh, but again, you know, later in this, uh, in this article, they mention uh, part of the fake elector scheme, you know, Repub- they mentioned the, uh, that Leacham was one of, or Latham was one of the 16 Republicans who signed cer- certificates, declaring Trump the winner, and mentioned the fake elector scheme, all of these articles, I'm gonna put several more. Uh, again, Security footage. They always have to mention the security footage. Election system breach. This is Tampa Bay Times. uh, And they mention several people who are are instrumental in Trump's wider efforts to discredit the election. Another article uh, from Yahoo News. Let me... Uh, scroll down here. It's criminal behavior. Newly released video shows data collections being led into the office. How sinister! <laughs> uh, every single one of those. It's criminal behavior. That's why GBI is involved. That's why we can't get it into it in too much detail. Um, they insist illegal data collection had no impact on the elections. I mean, they're discrediting their own discrediting. Really, <laughs> what they're doing here? Yeah. Uh, security shows uh, county. You know, election official present during breach of voting equipment I mean I think you've already stated but yeah I mean th- this is literally a claim the entire time that you guys were a not supposed to be there it was an illegal breach they just happened to catch you on camera and that the uh, supervisor as well as all of you are part of Trump's team to you know go in and subvert the election yeah
2: uh, well, I'm not part of Trump's team, first of all. I'm just trying to get to the bottom of this and, and figure out if we have real problems with our machines or not. And the more I've looked, the more obvious it becomes that we do. We, we just have a system. The architecture is wrong. It, 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 it can't be patched. It can't be fixed. And we'll talk a little bit about why that is today. But uh, what I want to do is give people a little background on Coffee County and why we were even there. Okay, so I, I want to give you a little bit of background, because those stories don't give any background. You'll notice it's, whoa, people showed up to, no, just, to just steal stuff. And in their own article, they said, but, but Trump took it by, the Republicans took it by 40% in that county. So why would they even go to that county? Well, that's a good question. Why were we there? Why did people show up? Well, turns out some things happened there. All right. So first of all, in in that year, a lot of people don't know that was the first year Dominion machines were used in Georgia across Georgia. And by the way, pretty much everything I'm going to tell you, I got from um, from Misty Hampton, the election supervisor. So this is secondhand stuff from from her. All right. So I'm going to repeat it as best I can. But uh, she basically said, "Look, we were surprised. We all thought we were getting ESNS machines. We were told they were in warehouses in Georgia." And at the last minute, the state switched and said, no, you're getting Dominion machines. And they were all given Dominion machines. And so it turns out Ms. Hampton is a, uh, she was Miss Martin at the time, in case you see that in some articles and references, I might switch back and forth. But um, she uh, uh, is a very technical person, extremely smart, knows her uh, election code inside and out, had been doing this for a long time. And she learned the systems herself. So. She didn't just give give it to a subordinate to go learn these systems, which is a lot of, uh, you know, election supervisors will do that kind of thing. They have a staff that does it. Well, in her case, she actually does it. She gets on, she learns the stuff inside and out. And then what she did was she, with her board, did a video in in the fall of, uh, I forget the exact date, of uh, 2020, showing a whole bunch of vulnerabilities of the Dominion machines. So you got to know that that's where this thing really started, is they had the audacity to put out a video on YouTube that went viral and showing a whole bunch of vulnerabilities. She demonstrated on those videos that she could go in and take a batch of high-speed scanned ballots and she could manually adjudicate those any which way she wanted. And she demonstrated that. She could go in and change any vote she wanted so if she if someone has the credentials to the machine they could literally change anybody's vote to anything that's what she was demonstrating on her video that went viral and I don't know if you have one of those clips handy uh, Apollo if you want to show it or not but uh, what we're talking about uh, I have
0: both of them yeah
2: okay um, those still uh, are I believe available out on the web uh, if you go to BitShoot, I'm pretty sure you can find them there
0: well, we'll post them too. Okay. Because uh, these are important for people to understand.
2: Great. Yeah, that would be good. So, but anyway, she goes through a series. There's a couple videos. They're not that long. She goes through a series of vulnerabilities. She shows things, for example, most Americans don't know that these machines that we have will take just about anything as a ballot. Okay. I mean, it has to be a, a proper ballot, but it doesn't have to be on the proper paper. You can use different thicknesses of paper. There's no serial numbers on these things. Um, You can take a single ballot and run that ballot or that batch of ballots ten times, a hundred times. You can run it as many times as you want. And there's nothing in the system to keep you from doing that. And so that was a surprise to me as well when I started looking at this stuff um, is how easy it was to make ballots and to uh, just run the same ballot over and over and over and over. Um, Counted as many times as you want, and and so we demonstrated in other locations that we could do that. We could run tons of ballots through the system, um, the same ballots over and over. Okay, did you find the video? Yep. Clip. You you yeah. want?
0: Yeah. I'm gonna start this one right at the beginning. Okay. And I will remind everyone before we go on that as we fight to take back our country, and as we are all preparing for the future that lies ahead of us, how important it is. For you to protect your family and prepare yourself to be able to do so we're blessed to have a relationship with DCF guns here in Colorado they have three locations one in Castle Rock and two down in Colorado Springs Uh, but they have a ton of inventory it's one of the things I love about DCF they consistently have more inventory than anywhere else that I've I've seen if you need a handgun for concealed carry if you need something to protect your home go to DCF guns at any of their locations Uh, If you go to dcfguns.co, which is what you're looking at right now, you can go straight to their online store and you can check out the things that they do currently have in stock right now. Make sure that you get something that's appropriate and most importantly, make sure that you get some training. You can do that at DCF guns. They offer some great training by some really, really phenomenal instructors. So go get something that's going to work for you. That's going to allow you to be prepared. Get ammo, magazines, whatever you need. They have safes and most importantly, get training, get familiar with the weapon that uh, you choose and make sure that you and your family are protected. So that's DCF Guns in Castle Rock and in Colorado Springs. They have two locations there. Go to dcfguns.co to go straight to their online store.
1: So now we would take the ballots and we would scan them. So I would hit scan. It's going to feed these ballots through the scanner.
0: And both of you, your audio is live, so can't counter Jeff. If you want to pause at any point, let me know. didn't
1: go through. Well, when you look at it, it's tore, so we're going to set it to the side because we're going to have to look at it with the review panel. Okay? So now, in the ICC system, I'm going to tell it whether I want to discard the whole batch or I want to accept the batch. So I don't see anything wrong with what went through, so I'm automatically going to accept it. All right? So it just told me that I have scanned a total of 16 ballots, but there's really 14 because I did two before y'all all got in here to play with it. Okay, so now I'm going over to the RTR system to see if I can find my ballots. Well, here are the ballots that just come through for batch number three, and it's telling me that they're in adjudication. Adjudication is where I can go, there's my ballots for batch three. Let me make sure that's them. So I'm going to tell it to refresh. Because it should be a fourth ballot. I mean, fourth batch, not third batch.
2: So this is the high-speed scanner that's used all across the country.
1: There it is. Okay. So now it should be in adjudication. There's my fourth batch. For some reason, every one of those, it sent them through. Every one of those. So... Did anybody overvote their ballot? Nope, nobody overvoted? I didn't. You did not? I did not. Okay, so what we're gonna do is we're gonna take and we're gonna overvote. And why not, let's just do, you know, a star. And overvote, what do you mean by overvote? Overvote is when if there is... You vote for multiple parties. Multiple people in a section where it says only vote for one. Okay. So now, this is a new batch of ballots that's come in, we're going to scan them again. We're going to scan the second batch.
3: So you're scanning the same ballots twice. It's already been scanned once.
1: I've already scanned them once.
3: Yeah, so you're scanning the same ballots. Same
1: ballots twice.
3: So it'll scan the same ballots two times. Twice. Okay.
1: And I went and remarked on them. Here they go. that every one of them went through the system. So I'm going to say, okay, yeah, I want to accept them. It doesn't show me that anything really went wrong with it. So now we're going to go back over to RTR and let's see and wait on them to come through. Because normally I don't do the adjudication until all ballots have been ran. So it's already sitting there for me. So you should have five batches of ballots. Right. Yeah, when these uploads, I'll upload, I will have five. There it is. The fifth batch. Okay. It's pending adjudication. Sure. So that means there's something that needed to go to adjudication. Uh huh. So now I'm going to go to adjudication. There's my. It hadn't pulled over. There's my batch. I want to adjudicate it right here this is one that I did right before y'all got here so we're gonna go and say we're gonna complete this one just like it is but if you look here is a, a vote that is double voted it's over voted I don't know if when I hit complete is it going to accept a vote for both part I mean both candidates or is it, since there's a red box around it, is it going to reject it altogether? I don't know. So I'm going to say it's complete. I could also say, hide the box. The box went away. There's a check mark. Did it accept the check mark? I don't know. But I'm going to say nothing needs to be changed. Okay? Does it, does it tell you what it does after you? No, sir. It no, sir. I'm going to say, I want to take it. No, wait just a minute. I want to go and, um, I think I want to vote for Jason Shaw. They didn't vote that ballot while ago. There wasn't nothing there. Let me, yeah, I think we need to vote for him. And I'm gonna complete it. Confirm, ballot, save, move to next ballot. Okay, so it pulls up the next ballot that needs to be adjudicated.
3: So you made a vote for someone where someone
2: did
1: not vote. I did, didn't
2: I? And you're the election supervisor?
1: I'm the election supervisor. I am the person that sits and does the adjudication. Yes, sir.
2: Since both are marked, you just count one of them and not Let's
1: see. Yep, sure can. I think I want to vote for Biden. Let's let Biden win this one Uh uh-huh so you but i decided this this al he don't deserve no votes let's not let nobody vote for that and complete okay well here's another one i don't think any votes need to vote on this ballot i don't i think this really needs to be just a blank ballot
0: unbelievable
2: it is. It's, it really it's pretty, is. Okay, so you, you get the idea. Um, we can stop it there. So this is what kicked everything off. This this video went viral. Um, of course, the voting machine company wasn't happy, and I'm sure contacted them and wasn't happy with this demonstration of their equipment. And so um, then what happened next was, uh, if you remember, in Georgia there was a runoff required for the two U.S. senators, and so that was uh, late in uh, December, I believe when they uh, ran that and so uh, when they ran that they sent in some dominion people now there were normally dominion people put in each one of the counties to uh, assist at election time but they sent in a couple of dominion people that were different and one of them was from detroit uh, that was sent in to be there with misty during the runoff and misty has just that one high-speed scanner that you saw there plus a whole bunch of icps out in the precincts but for her mail-in ballots and, and absentee ballots and so on, they they run those through the uh, the high-speed scanner, and she has only one. She doesn't have a backup. So what happened on that election night was uh, she was having huge problems. She couldn't get ballots to run through, batches of ballots, without it choking on a batch. And when it chokes, it usually scans about four through four ballots past where it choked, where it thought there was an issue. And so it takes a lot of time to... Carefully get back to where you were I reset it and and you got to count out the number of ballots get back to where you were So you know you got it right Anyway, this went on and on for quite some time. She was getting quite frustrated that she wasn't getting the work done and the story goes that um, one of the board members uh, was told about this was observing this and uh... Uh, By the way, she was directed uh, multiple times to clean the machine and did that, and it made no effect, uh, cleaning the machine. So it wasn't a dirty machine problem that was causing it to stop on on different ballots. And uh, she also noticed it was stopping a lot on Trump ballots, uh, apparently mainly Trump ballots. So uh, anyway, so they had a um, board member call up Dominion and basically gave him, said, look, uh, we're going to give you a half hour to get this machine working or, um, you know, we're going to call in the news media and demonstrate what your machine is doing uh, to all the news media. And so about a half hour went by and the Dominion guys came in and uh, talked to uh, Miss Martin and, and said, Hey, uh, try it one more time. We want you to try it one more time. We, we have a feeling it's going to work this time. Now you have to understand that she did not allow them to go near the equipment. So according to her, they didn't go anywhere near her equipment. Was was in that little room she was in. It's got a locked door on it. It's got one door in. It's lockable. And um, so it was secure. No one could get at the machine. The machine was not supposed to be networked in any way. And they said, we really think it's going to work this time. We, we, we think it's going to work. Just go try it one more time. So she went in, and it worked perfectly. It worked perfectly from then on. And, again, they did not touch
0: the machines physically. They did not physically touch the machine. (laughs) So this guy comes in. They say, you've got half an hour. Fix this or or you have problems, right? Right. They come in and say, hey, we really think you should try it one more time. We Just just trust us. We just really have a feeling you should just try it one more time, right? And then magically, boom, no problems.
2: Boom. Uh, Yeah, this is – now, any logical reasoning person would realize – that they must have done something to fix it remotely. Okay, I later on discovered when I got the model number of that machine uh, and looked it up, that that motherboard has a Bluetooth and a Wi-Fi built into the motherboard. So this machine that's not supposed to have any networking has networking capability on the board. In addition, it has the ability to wake up periodically and look for a Bluetooth signal uh... that's it's just sitting there and it will go looking for bluetooth itself periodically um, i don't know if that's settable that the time frame but periodically you'll do that it might have been defaulted to a half hour i'm not sure but um, in any case the reasonable con- conclusion is somehow they reconfigured that machine and made it work So i believe that was uh... i wasn't involved in the forensics but i think the forensics happened right after that very soon after that they had Arranged for a forensics team to come in. My understanding is that the um, the board there approved that and and wanted uh, forensics to be done because they're just trying to get to the bottom of what in the world happened to our equipment here. How did it get this way? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. I
3: I just want to clarify: Are those Dominion reps the one that went outside and 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 somehow fixed this just by talking about it on the cell phone? Are they subject to any criminal investigation to the machines being accessed remotely or anything along those lines?
2: Not at all. So that's okay. one of the big problems. Is what the yeah. investigators, the state and the feds, are doing is investigating the investigators. They don't investigate Absolutely. the anomalies. Okay, and we're going to talk about one here in just a little bit um, where they did investigate the anomaly and and how poorly it was done. So, um, but that's the problem there's a bunch of anomalies they need to be investigated by competent people and they're not being investigated uh the state should have been in there saying how in the world did they reconfigure this machine the state should have been in there running their own investigation and instead now they're going after the people who tried to figure out what was going on and that's that's not right and i'm not a lawyer but it seems to me that the county had every uh reason and uh, authority to bring in a team to look at what happened and, and that's what they did, is my understanding. Uh, well, and
0: real quick, I just think it, y- you highlight, can't come with that question, you know, a, a detail about this. They're characterizing Misty as, you know, just like some of the other people who all over the country, well, whether it's a clerk or whatever, who bring up issues. Misty, as you said, Jeff, is a technical person. She understands this, and she took the time to figure out how these machine works, how to operate them, which led to her making those videos, Correct. Correct. So, I mean, she's now become a problem because most people in the country, they're not technical-minded. And, frankly, it's, I think, very clear that most of them didn't do that work and didn't, you know, take the time and actually test these machines themselves to see what actually was going on. So, I mean, now she, being the official there, she's roped into this whole thing as well. The, the scrutiny's all on them, not on, like you said, these people, these reps who came in and did, you know, whatever whatever hocus-pocus that they they want to pretend didn't happen
2: right exactly and they should be investigated um, like many other anomalies that occurred Uh, there should be investigations going that are not going and we just want to ignore all that and call those people election deniers instead of election investigators or just people that were reporting what they saw that needed to be investigated and and was not pretty much across the country so uh, therein lies the problem so so what happened was uh, I wasn't involved in forensics at all. I heard that it happened. Um, my understanding is that they were called in to do that. They were paid to do that. They, this is a very professional organization that has the skills to do proper forensics without uh, doing any bad damage or any, any kind of modification to the equipment, and that they did that, and they have it in their vault. So uh, for legal purposes, uh, they gathered it and put it in their vault. That's a standard practice with uh, forensics, I understand. So. Uh, they did that. Then what happened was uh, a short while later um, guys like me heard about this behavior of the machine and so uh, we were in contact with uh, Miss Martin uh, now Miss Hampton and uh, arranged to come down and do observe some testing to see if we could recreate the problem that occurred on, during that runoff night so notice also this is the runoff. People all say, "Oh, you're trying to tr- overturn the election for Trump." Well, this wasn't overturning the election for Trump. This was a the runoff election for the U.S. Senate. It had nothing to do with the with the November third one. It was the runoff election, and it was how did this mach- machine misbehave during this this runoff? So, um, so I, being an expert in testing, I haven't mentioned this before, but my first uh, eleven years at Sandia Labs, I was uh, a satellite system designer and tester and when i finished that part of my career there i was actually the manager of a test development group and so very high reliability uh, very detailed testing background and capabilities and so so uh, i volunteered uh, to go over there and and to see if uh, under the supervision we didn't do the testing we just helped direct it uh, we actually didn't touch the equipment doug logan and i Uh, Misty, uh, Martin, and uh, another helper, they uh, uh, ran the equipment, ran the tests. And so we just told them what tests we wanted to run. Uh, We did help fill out some ballots. So they had some blank ballots for the election. We filled them out, uh, helped them do that.
0: And before we go on, we have a new sponsor of the show. That is American Hartford Gold. If you're like us here at Conservative Daily, you are growing more and more and you are concerned about the future. And how could you not be? Inflation is at its highest level in 40 years. Interest rates are skyrocketing. Market experts like Jamie Dimon, CEO of J.P. Morgan, not only predict a recession, but are using terms like economic hurricane and unprecedented If you want to protect your future, do what I did. Call the only precious metal dealers that I trust American Hartford Gold. They can show you how to protect your savings and retirement accounts by diversifying your portfolio with physical gold and silver. All it takes to get started is a short phone call and they'll have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or inside your IRA or 401k. And they make it easy. They are the highest rated firm in the country with an A-plus rating from the BBB and thousands of satisfied clients. If you call them right now, they will give you up to $1,500 of free silver on your first qualifying order. So don't wait, call them now. Call 855-965-5545. That's eight five five nine six five 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 four five. or 855-965-5545. Or text the word freedom to nine nine eight eight nine nine. Again, that's 855-965-5545, Or text freedom to nine nine eight eight nine nine.
2: And uh, and uh, then those were used for the testing. Uh, but all the testing, uh, all the equipment was operated by the local certified election officials. There, uh, we didn't we didn't uh, touch it. So um, then at the end of that, uh, both uh, testing, both uh, Doug and I wrote brief little reports about what we found, which were handed back to the group in Washington. And at that time, there was stuff popping up all over the place and it was all being ignored. And so our stuff got ignored like everybody else's stuff.
0: Ken Conn, did you have a question? Do you want to jump in real quick?
2: Yeah, I, I
3: just want to, Jeff, I just want to interrupt real quick. Apollo, can you pull up that, that court? paper right there because we need to establish here that Misty does have the authority to do everything that that she did and that when they say this term that you guys breached the system, which you guys didn't, she technically would have been the one quote unquote breaching it. It's not breaching. Breaching implies that there's no authority to go into where you're going. This was an open door. This was a door opened by the authority that has the right. Now this is from Pearson versus Kemp where it says during the hearing, defendant's counsel, meaning the defendant in this is Brian Kemp, the governor of Georgia, argued that the secretary of state has no lawful authority over county election officials and goes on to say that plaintiff's counsel uh, could amend their complaint to add the election officials for Cobb, Gwinnett, and Cherokee County, um which therefore implies the secretary of state does not have the authority to to authorize you guys to go in there and take these forensic images misty hampton did she was the election official who was tasked with being in charge of this so when cnn uh when 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 wapo put out these these articles about saying you guys breached their system and and that there's a criminal probe this is a a, a, this is beyond a witch hunt okay i just wanted to add that in there proceed (laughs)
2: sorry (laughs) Uh, thanks for emphasizing that. I, I sure appreciate it. So um, now what we found, uh, let me just tell you the results. Now, I don't think anybody else has really read this uh, other than probably half a dozen people that saw the reports. But basically um, on the uh, ICPs, the slow speed scanners, uh, they were reversing ballots. We've heard about reversing ballots before. These machines in Georgia, just like in Michigan, were reversing ballots at a fairly high rate. And I've, I think it was 15% or something like that. And they were reversing ballots four to one for Trump. So four times as many Trump uh, ballots approximately, I think it was, uh, versus, versus the number of Biden ballots that were being reversed. And uh, that was over a series of, of uh, ballots run through, many ballots being run through. And interestingly, was we weren't running a bunch of unique ballots. We we're running the same ballots over and over and over and as we see the continued
0: assault on our privacy on our freedoms and the information war we find ourselves in it's always important to protect your online activity so if you're tired of feeling like someone's always watching you on the internet or maybe advertisers know a little bit too much about you if you're concerned about the privacy of your identity using incognito mode will not solve the problem ipvanish vpn is here to protect your right to privacy and help you stay anonymous online. IPVanish helps you safely browse the internet without exposing your private details to third parties such as hackers, your ISP, or advertisers. You can use IP Vanish on your computers, tablets, phones, even devices like your Fire Stick when you're streaming media. When you use IP Vanish, all of your data is encrypted. This means your private details, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be completely shielded from falling into the wrong hands. Even your physical location will be hidden. IP Vanish makes you virtually invisible online, and it's that simple. You can use IP Vanish on unlimited devices without sacrificing speed. So whether I'm at home or in public, I don't go. Online anymore without using IP Vanish. IP Vanish is offering an incredible 70% off their yearly plan for our listeners of Conservative Daily Podcast, and you get a 30-day money-back guarantee, so you're getting nine months for free. On top of that, it's an awesome deal. IPVanish is super easy to use. All you do is tap one button, and you're instantly protected. You won't even know it's running. Stop sharing with the world everything you watch, everything you search for, and everything you buy. Take your privacy back today with the brand rated 4.6 out of 5 on Trustpilot. Go to IPVanish.com forward slash daily and use promo code DAILY and claim your 70% savings. That's
2: ipvanish.com forward slash daily. So I didn't fill out that many, I think we had 40 ballots, 20 for each each or something like that. And uh, uh, they were created uh, by not us by but by uh, Miss Martin on their ballot marking device for the ICPs. And so those were being run over and over and over, but they were officially done you know, on the ICX equipment, the ballot marking device equipment that they have in Georgia. So these were not somehow weird ballots or strange ballots. They were ballots that were just like the ballots you'd have on the night you voted. All right. Um, And so that was surprising. But then what happened on the high-speed scanner was even more surprising. So what happened on the high-speed scanner is I looked at some documentation that she had for the scanner. Uh, went through it. I found some things in there. The way my my black hat hat, uh, head works is I spotted something that shouldn't have been there. A feature, again, was in the system that shouldn't have been there. And it kind of popped out to me that they put in the system the ability to adjust how the scanner scanned. And they put that in the dominion interface so that you could go in and change like ten different parameters gamma and contrast and sensitivity and they had all of these different parameters you could change and I went well that's nuts on its surface if you have a certified piece of equipment that's counting votes you don't want to let an administrator go in and adjust how it's going to scan votes you, I mean you would never do that and yet the capability was there and so I said hmm when you find something that's chaotic, that sh- shouldn't be chaotic, it's kind of a red flag. I've mentioned that before. So I, I focused in on that, as well as one other variable uh, I won't mention that shouldn't have been uh, there um, uh, that they highlighted in their documentation. So,
0: Real quick, uh, can I ask you two yes or no questions, Jeff? Mm-hmm. Number one, you are a nation, well, three yes or no questions, I guess. You are a a highly experienced vulnerability testing expert. We've gone into your background before, correct? That's correct. Okay, that's question number one. Question number two, is there any legitimate reason that they would have the ability to adjust those values or those parameters in a machine in, an, in this kind of setting?
2: You would never put that into a secure voting machine uh, uh, equipment. You wouldn't want to do that. You would never want anybody to adjust those things. uh, Certainly an administrator should not be able to adjust them and she was able to adjust them. That's what we adjusted. Third question. She adjusted.
0: Yeah. Third question. Given what we already know about the patents, we've gone deep into this, uh, how the technology works, all these weird irregularities that seem to be purposely designed in the system, I say seem to be a little bit uh, Mm ton-in-cheek, but Does the inclusion of that ability to change all those parameters, included by administrators, make an environment or create the technology in such a way that it will literally, if so chosen, create the very kind of problems that could then send things to adjudication or influence the outcome of the election by being able to manipulate ballots?
2: Yes, it can do that. Those are my questions. Okay. So, can I ask one real quick can I ask one real quick yeah go ahead
3: <laughs> sorry on a scale of one to 100 how bad do we need to look at the paper ballots to confirm everything that, that Apollo just laid out 100 uh, what, being uh, yes absolutely uh, uh,
2: look we've we've talked about so many different things and you know we haven't talked about a tenth of it um, really there's there's that much more that could be talked about hours and hours and hours worth on this system it's Swiss cheese so the the answer is we have to. Uh, we've got to find a much more secure way to count our our ballots, and if that's by hand or with limited technology, I, I've got some ideas there. But nevertheless, we have to do that because we have a very insecure system, and the big lie is that we have a secure system. We do not, and and we'll see that when we look at the the, the Tennessee case here in a minute. But so, in any case, uh, we what we found was. Um, we started adjusting those parameters that we w- shouldn't have been able to adjust. And we adjusted, um, we ran literally the same ballots through her machine. Uh, she uh, ran all the tests. Um, I looked over the shoulder, uh, but um, she ran literally a couple thousand times. I think we ran ballots through it. And that machine worked perfectly, perfectly. Wasn't choking on any of our ballots. Until we got to about the tenth parameter. And the specific parameter was they had this thing in there that said you could ignore red, ignore blue, ignore green, or none. And it was defaulted to ignore red. Now, why is that in there? The reason it's in there is that sometimes election officials need to mark on a ballot for some reason and they use a red pen. They do that on purpose because they want it to be known that it was an election supervisor that marked on that ballot in some way. So they don't use a black or blue pen, they use a red pen so it stands out. It's unique. And so the software has the ability to turn it off so it will ignore any red marks. Alright? And it's defaulted to that. Now we didn't have any red marks anywhere on any of the ballots that we were running. But when I turned that feature off and turned it to none, That tabulator went back to the mode of operation it was on election night during the runoff. It would not run 20 Trump ballots. We were doing a batch of 20. It would not run 20 Trump ballots before rejecting one of the ballots, stopping the machine. It would run 20 Biden ballots through with no problem. But it would not run 20 Trump ballots through without stopping. Okay. Are you
3: guys are you guys able to look at the log files and see what adjustments were made when he was on the phone?
2: Um, I have never dug into that forensic image. I, I haven't gone through the forensic images. Um, you know, I was busy on other stuff. So I, there's so much that could be done here. I've told people we need a team of 50 technical people to be working on this. There is so much that could be looked into to really determine. If bad stuff is going on, uh, it's techy stuff. It's it's not stuff you know just anybody can do, and it's stuff that takes hours and hours and hours to do it. It's it's not something you do in five minutes. So, so hold on, real quick. Mm-hmm.
0: So you're saying when you uh, j- when you change, turn that feature off to ignore red, ignore red. You're saying that they started having the exact same problems that they were having on election day, and it was correct. And it was having issues with one particular candidate, correct. Which should hypothetically be independent of the color of anything on the paper, correct. Yeah, we don't need to look at the code.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Correct. That's what we saw. Okay, Uh, we wrote a brief report on that, a brief report on the ICP, Doug wrote that one. I wrote the ICC one and uh, sent it to our group. So um, that is the context. That's why we were there, was to try to test that. Now our our time got cut short. We had to leave. And uh, I did go back um, a few days later. I wanted to do some additional testing but it turned out for various reasons, we weren't able to really do any additional testing. So um, I did end up just talking to uh, Miss Martin a lot more, getting a lot more background and uh, getting more information uh, from her about what she knew about her systems and her poll books and how they work and all that kind of stuff. She's quite knowledgeable. So, um, so she was uh, telling me about a bunch of that stuff uh, when I went back on a subsequent series of visits, short visits there. Um, anyway so that's what we were doing there now what happened after that so what happened after that not too long after that was that um, all of a sudden uh, miss martin uh... I, I, she told me what happened because i contacted hey, her I, i'm sorry sorry
0: yeah. to interrupt real quick yeah the when there's machines are certified does the certification include those parameters
2: um, I don't know, uh, but you know those parameters are changeable by the programmer, and so I don't think they can possibly be certifiable. The configuration files are, are, are changeable when you create an election, a specific election. So I have no idea if those particular parameters are passed through on the ICC or not. I'm not sure. So uh, That's what I'm wondering,
0: if, they, if the configuration of the machines for that particular election is what is supposed to be there on the election, if they change any of that, that should essentially decertify like it, that machine, right? It,
2: that's my thought. If you mess around with how the scanner is going to read the image, it should disqualify any testing, any certification yeah. that, that you previously had. And that's why I said it shouldn't have been there. It, why would you put something in there that you can disqualify your machine? Uh, that should not be there. It, it absolutely should not be there, but it's there, and it's accessible by the administrator. And it made a big difference in, in the way it works. So um, so what happened after this, uh, I forget the exact timing, but I did uh, hear from uh, Ms. Martin that uh, there was a board meeting called, uh, which she said was odd because she always was the one that uh, set up the board meetings, and she did not set it up, but she got wind of it. She talked to one of the people involved and they said, don't worry about it, uh, they love you, um, you know, your, 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 your job's not at risk. Then they had the board meeting and at the end of the board meeting that afternoon, they uh, I'm just repeating what she said so it's secondhand and you'd have to get the actual details from her. But basically she said they handed her a letter of res- resignation that they had already written and said you will sign this. You will sign this letter of resignation right now. And if you don't, we're going to take really bad actions against you. So you yeah, sh-
0: share this episode. This is uh, this is unbelievable. So These she people was, are disgusting.
2: So she was coerced, uh, according to her telling me anyway, at the time, to sign a letter of resignation. And so she basically was fired, in in my opinion. Uh, and they said it f- was for misuse of time. Okay. Well, if they're referring to her... This, the stuff that uh, we or the forensics people did there, um, she's absolutely doing her job. If she's trying to figure out what's wrong with her election equipment, uh, what might be wrong with it, that's her job. I mean, if, if that's the time, I don't know what time they were talking about, misuse of time, but if that's what it was, that's absolutely bogus, uh, in my opinion. And, and so I, I think Ms. Martin is, is a hero for doing, knowing her election law, doing what she was doing, and trying to get to the bottom of it. And the result was that she got fired. Uh, the story is that, and I, this is hearsay, so I, I have to be careful, but apparently some people count, uh, put pressure on the county. Let's just say this. External people called the county executives and said, you must take action or else so um, i don't know who those people are but i think investigators should be asking those questions and finding out who were those people why did you let her go did anybody pressure you to let her go um, what's the deal here so that's where the investigation should be not investigating miss martin uh... they should be investigating who were the people that were pressuring to make that happen that's the investigation because she was doing but, her job better how about than anybody the information I've
0: seen. from her videos how how yeah. about any of that yeah. or the again the dominion people who came in yeah
3: this is this is the same exact scenario as tina peters out in colorado yep. as matt Diperno, which they just announced a special prosecutor yesterday and matt for matt Diperno, or well for the third for, for michigan uh you know same thing up there it's like if you go after this they 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 just they they tackle you with with Criminal investigations and threats and all that stuff. She's an elected official. You can't fire an elected official. You know, it, it's not it's not that simple. So they force a resignation out of her. Uh, it, this is disgusting. I didn't I didn't realize that.
2: Yeah. By the way, I don't know if she's elected or not down there. She was an election supervisor, so that's something you need to check on. Is she an elected official? I I don't know that, or I, is she an appointed I believe, official?
0: I believe I some believe of the news articles still. stated that she was.
2: Okay. I I don't know. Uh, you might want to confirm that. Um, so we get it accurate for people. But uh, in any case, uh, yeah, they they basically, uh, the tactic all over the country is go after the investigators. Don't investigate the anomalies. Don't investigate the problems. Investigate the investigators. And it's a fear and intimidation tactic. And they've done it across the board. They did it with Tina Peters. They did it with Coy Griffin, Griffin. You just had him on. Um, so they're trying to set examples in every area, right? County recorder in in Colorado, county commissioner in um, in New Mexico, um, technical experts up in uh, and lawyers up in Michigan. Uh, you know, Maro Delago, even an ex president. Uh, you know, we're going to set the example here that if you speak up, if you say anything, if you question anything. Uh, that's contrary to the official government stance on it, then you're uh, a bad guy, and we're going to come after you. Uh.
0: Well, this is just as bad as Mar-a-Lago. This is the exact same kind of nonsense. This is so egregious. I mean, they did this to what they did to Trump. Unforgivable. Unbelievable. Unacceptable in this country. What they did to Coy Griffin. Unbelievable. Unacceptable in this country. Unforgivable. Cannot look it over. And this, is, along with all the other instances of, of them doing very nearly the identical thing, like you mentioned, Tina Peters, all these other people, uh, and I think, you know, they, they just will find any little shred uh, of anything that they can twist and distort. And yep. I, I mean, this is like the the political powers, they want to say that they, we're all about you know, inclusion and, and diversity. They don't care one bit about that. Politically, they only like you diverse if you're aesthetically diverse but your beliefs have to be in line with what they what they decree and even people now we're seeing in governmental positions in elected or appointed positions who have official roles to oversee things like this which are should be devoid of politics it should be do your job make sure that things are fair and transparent and you have to toe the lines well yeah
2: So uh, what I'd like to do now, this is astounding, but let's move on. I want to shift to uh, a specific situation and explain why the Doug Logans, the Jeff Lindbergs, the the Cancons, the Kevins, the other investigators uh, are needed, independent election investigators are needed, why we're needed. Because the people that are supposed to be doing it, um, we have an example of a case where they did an investigation, and I want to review it. So it's Williamson, Tennessee, and if you can pull up that uh, four-page document, which is the summary from the EAC, um, I just want to touch on a couple different things in there, two or three, and then point out, um, you know, how inadequate, that's being charitable, the investigation was. Um, So if you can pull that one up for me, I appreciate it.
0: I'm just going to throw this over on top of it.